0: Dynasty Theory is now a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts and we cannot be more excited. Tune in each and every week when we provide actionable advice to help you navigate through the crazy world of Dynasty Fantasy Football. We're always diving into quickly changing values, market inefficiencies, and opportunities to help you build those dynasties. Make sure you also check out the show on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Theory FF. Enjoy!
1: Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict, and I need it in my veins I'm an addict, otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got them But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them just a couple of firsts? Can't believe that it worked, Not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse who you want, Train your church foot I'ma keep tapping with turn I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn Any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn I'ma win and saturn He had a, a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict And I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict I'm a climber with the brain I'm an addict And the pot is what I'm playing. I'm an addict Russ Rocky. Brocky Another names
2: Trade addicts, pot Let's go
0: I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a
2: trading problem. I'm Andrew Hall, and I have a trading problem. I am Dynasty Decode, but you can call me Josh, and I have a trading problem.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 254 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts. Also, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, VDAP Network, if you will, and we will, as always. Because we like to, and we want to, and we feel like we need to out of respect, because that's what this show is about. Having fun and making idiots of ourselves. That's what the show is about. Let's be honest. Speaking of making idiots of yourselves running around in our underwear, um, like we are right now, the Combine happened. You like how I tied that together? I made that up as I was going along. I had no idea where I was going with that. I. Uh, so the Combine happened, the Combine came, the Combine passed, and we have some stuff to talk about. We had the franchise tag deadline was today. I love when stuff happens the day of the show. <laughs> it just I'm so used to day after and just crying about it that, yes. But before we get into all of that fun stuff, I want to give our new friend, Josh, a chance to let everyone know who he is, what he's all about. So first, drop your Twitter handle, let everyone know where you are in the world. Maybe not physically, but like emotionally, like just let us know a little bit about you.
2: Physically and emotionally, you can find me at Dynasty Decode on on Twitter. Uh that's where I'm at in the world uh right now. It's it's about it's truly about a 5 minute old Twitter account and it's uh it's designed to, the idea is to get out here and interact with some Dynasty people um more than I have in the past. So Uh, That's where I'm at. I'm I'm, I'm anxious to to sort of jump in and and interact with folks and and talk, you know, talk on Twitter about some some dynasty strategy and, and news and what's going on. So anxious to get at it. You're in the right place. Yes. So
0: before we actually do get into the real dynasty of it all,
2: how long have you been playing fantasy football for? Fantasy football, about twenty. I think I've figured it out for the show, and I'm on. I think I'm heading into season twenty-eight, uh, oh. going into this fall. So I'm, yeah, twenty-eight years in fantasy football. About probably, I'd say thirty playing fantasy sports. I started out in the old days with like the fantasy basketball in the back of a sport magazine. You'd mail in your, you know, you'd mail in your lineups with your salary cap and and all that stuff. And then we we started football. Um, and never looked back we've been playing fantasy football ever since we started with the redraft leagues my first team was uh, an eight team league with seven players because we couldn't get an eighth guy so one guy had to have two teams you know we were patching it together there at the at the start um but i think the next year we were off and of running like three teams you know 10 12 strong or three leagues 10 12 strong um and then about 10 years ago we started playing dynasty uh, so about 20 years into fantasy football I decided it was time for a new challenge and Switched over and started playing Dynasty, and that's about all I play now. Sweet. Okay, so you've been playing Dynasty for ten years already. Do you remember
0: your start? Do you remember how amazingly you drafted that first year?
2: <laughs> I it was yeah it was brutal. I, it's funny we go back now and look at it. All these all these leagues I'm in three Dynasty leagues now, and they're all with guys I've known for you know thirty years. And so we go back and we're we're texting back and forth about how our our drafts. You know, my first. Dynasty draft. My first startup. I had no idea what to do for a strategy, so I thought I'm going to pick one for now, one for the future. With every pair of picks, I was at the turn. So um, every <laughs> pair of picks, I'm going to pick one for now, one for the future. Not bad. And, that actually uh, makes know, complete was, logical sense. Let me write that down. It, it, it <laughs> did. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I wouldn't recommend writing it down. Um, yeah. So that it worked out all right. I, you know, but the team started out okay, and then about a year into it, two of those first, uh, I don't know, four picks or so were Calvin Johnson and Marshawn Lynch, and they retired on me. Um, and so then I was off and running, making trades. You know, I found that our first year or two when our leagues were slow with trading, I think people were kind of getting their feet under and playing Dynasty. They still weren't sure. Um, once those guys retired on me, I said, I- I'm just throwing it to the wind. Let's go. I wanna re- I'm want to i going to trash this and rebuild it and see what we can do. So um, hey, man, that led to some pretty bad trades, which we'll sure talk
0: about in a minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really funny. Like, I, I love how that's always the case, right? Like, you don't find your love for trade when you're winning. <laughs> right, it's, yeah. It's when stuff like that happens. Because, like, if you win quick, it's really just like, okay, so I don't need to do anything. That's fine. I can just – that's cool. And then Calvin Johnson and Marshall Lynch are retiring. and just like, oh, well, I'm screwed now. Let's find right. out what this Not trade right, button you. does when you press it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what are some of the best and
2: worst trades you've made over your decade of dynasty? Well, my, uh, you know, the last week you had a guest on that that said it better than I even could have. I think I was, I was thinking the same thing, which was, I can remember the worst ones so much better than I can remember the best ones all the time. Right. And so I'll start with the worst one because I, it's going to haunt me forever. Probably. This is one of those ones. And it was with my brother, which is even worse. Cause I will hear about it literally for the rest of my Ooh, life. Right. Those suck. Um, and, and so, I got impatient. This is before Mahomes took over and became Mahomes. Oh, and I no. got impatient. And uh, I really thought On Johnson was going to be something. So no. I, I, I flipped tra- Travis Kelsey to my brother for On Johnson and Dante Pettis. Um, oh, so like you couldn't Pettis even get Pettis that was wrong. the real – yeah, Pettis was the real cherry on the top of that. I mean, that was like, – oh. you know. Um, and then, of course, the next year, Kelsey became Kelsey – um, like literally, the next season he just blew up, and and that's to this day maybe the worst trade I have ever made, Dynasty or otherwise. I think in, uh, in any league.
1: I, well, I feel like anyone who's played Dynasty has made a bad carry on John's a trade. Let's be honest, like, there was, <laughs> right. that guy was supposed to be good, yes. and then I yeah. didn't. Wrong
0: Lions running back <sighs> for me. Hashtag fear Amir
2: baby.
1: Ah. Uh, yeah. I Abdul-
2: I I I I traded for Amir once too. See, I'm also a Lions fan, as you and that's a bad thing. That's a not a good thing when you're you <laughs> job invest. To... I definitely did right, like some bad job best. invest trades. Yeah. Yep. Now my Amir Abdullah share I think I traded uh I, I think that was that might've been the first dynasty trade I think I ever made. And that was Chris Hogan for Amir Abdullah. And I thought I robbed him. I thought I was getting away, <laughs> you know, I thought, and uh, I think Chris Hogan maybe played longer or scored more points. He probably time did. At the time, at least. Nobody really won that one though. <laughs> yeah. It's a great first trade
1: though. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I think Frank I even put incredible. a poll on Twitter to see, you know, who won the trade. And I was like, yes, I killed this thing. I destroyed this trade. Yeah. It great felt watching
0: that 80 yard preseason run. And then it was just Ugh. like, a, Oh no, 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 no. <sighs> All right. So let's, let's bring us up. Let's, let's raise the level of joy
2: going on. You have to have remembered a good, a trade or two. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, my, the best trade I think I ever made was not a dynasty trade. It was a, a redraft trade when, uh, Randy Moss's rookie year, I, re- I wanted him so bad, and I couldn't get I, – I didn't get him in the draft. And a few hours later at the bar, I managed to flip Eric Rhett for Randy Moss going into his rookie season, and I was really happy with that. That's probably the best trade I ever made value-wise. Um, my best dynasty trade – Before
0: you keep going, the best trade you've ever made was made before most of the people listening were alive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid of that. Yeah. So when I, awesome. at yeah. it, I, thought, I, I know that, know that wasn't Eric a Red nice is? thing for right. me to point out, right. but it just, it needed to be pointed out. Do, do, do you know who Eric Red is? Do I have to, you know, Eric with three T's, Rhett with three T's. Can we, you no? Know? All right. Yeah. I literally I had to really, look it up. I literally I, had to look I thought up he right. was going to be something special too. I drafted him like three years in a row back in these redraft leagues. So um my, my best dynasty trades though are usually for picks really there, there, there are they're times that i flip a guy or I, or I can you know i turn something into some picks and then i do a, a decent job with the picks and again that's where you, you know, make a lot of bad ones too um and so you learn from you learn from those and, and i i sort of learned early on the more dart throws i can get the better off i'm gonna be because i'm gonna learn by doing so i'm gonna fail at a bunch of these and i'm gonna figure out what i did wrong and and you know try to get better at it the next time so i, I you know, I flipped – I forget it was some backup running back who had a really good few weeks, and I flipped him for a first-round pick, and I was like, yeah – oh, no, it was Terrell Pryor. I flipped Terrell Pryor. I, like, I got a number one, a first-round pick for Terrell Pryor, and then I turned around and drafted Samaj AP Ryan. So, oh, I mean – But
0: if you held on until last year,
2: you were doing – right,
0: right, yeah, yeah right. right. That's true.
2: Unfortunately, <laughs> it was like eight years ago. I was like, yeah, he was gone by then. But, yeah, this so, Again, that you know those. I was a Kenneth Dixon truther for a while, and it was a bunch of drafts. I think we all were at some point. You know, yep. you, you learn, you learn your lesson. You kind of, you really do. I, I mean, I tried to. You learn more by the ones you mess up. So you know, never trade oh. Travis Kelsey. That's what I learned. Never yes. trade
0: <laughs> Travis for. Kelsey. I was about to ask you what your guiding principle
2: of trading is, but I think that's a never trade. <laughs> never trade Travis Kelsey. That's right. I I don't know if I have a guiding principle. I, I think it's that I. I make a fair trade, just offer fair trades. Come, you know, try to, I always try to look at teams that match up. Well, your weaknesses and my strengths and and my weaknesses and your strengths to find a way to make a trade that, that makes sense for everybody. Um, The best trades that I think I've made were the ones I I didn't expect, right? Somebody makes you an offer say, I don't really like that guy, but if you're interested in this guy on my team, I kind of like that guy on your team and you get a little back and forth and pretty soon, you know, one you didn't expect ends up being a really good trade for you. I
0: always feel a little attacked by people who come in and say that their guiding principle is to offer good trades. <laughs> As Andrew can attest, my my first offers are not
2: good. Listen, listen, good, good is subjective, specific. right? Good is subjective. Neither am
1: I- I've talked about this on junkies before. Like why send everything when you only have to send 90% and get it done. So I don't mind starting with a lower ish offer. Mm -hmm. I do love the, the classic oops, I forgot to click a button rust trades. Those are by far my favorite where it's like, this is way off. And then you're like, Oh yeah, sorry. I forgot a piece. Andrew and
0: I were going back and forth for like two days on this pretty big size deal. And finally we're like, all right, this is it we'll do this. I'm going to send it and we're good. Right. And then he rejects it. I'm like, what are you talking about? We said we were good. He's like, you said we were going to do this. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you're shit, missing Chris Godwin. That's like the
1: biggest player in the trade. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I left off like Chris Godwin. Like yeah, it yeah. wasn't a little nothing. Like, yeah, right. it was, like, it was. I'm like, no, so,
1: my bad. Let me, let's try that again. <laughs> that was great
2: too. I remember getting the train just going, No, (laughs)
1: this is not, you're missing a
2: So do you guys, do you do your back and forth? Do you prefer going back and forth on text message? Or do you, are you like, it's not an offer unless it's up on the site. You put it up on the site and then you'll. A trade is not a trade until it's done through the site. 1,000%. I have
0: learned long, long ago that, well, he agreed to it. So we should have to do it. It Just doesn't work. Right. Right. Sorry. You can agree to anything you want but it doesn't matter until they hit submit on the site you play on. Right. But I do like, I like, it's the way I play. I know many, many people, like we were talking before the show about, you know, um, John Bosch and Kane Fasell, two of the guys I recorded a uh, dynasty wall street with, and they do not want to hear from people whatsoever. Right. They don't want a word with their offers. They want an offer. If they like it, they accept it. If they don't, they reject it. If it's close, they'll send a counter. Otherwise, Reject means no thanks, call it a day. Mm-hmm. Right. I love talking about this crap. Like, clearly, yeah. 254 episodes. Like, I, I, so he and I were going back and forth, talking about what our goal was, what players we wanted, because the directions we were going. No, no, no. The point of this is I need this guy involved to get rid of it. Like, I love that crap. So yeah. we did that a lot, but it would be. We would be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, just hold on. What about this? And just yeah. send what it about instead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't all need to be in, in text because it's a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. especially like we worked out like a four for four. Like it was, it just kept getting bigger player. too.
1: That was the best part. It was like it started with one or two players and then it just kept escalating where it was like, and it, when that happens, it's almost impossible to do it purely through MFL or whatever. Like, sure, you kind of need a little more yeah. communication on those kind of things. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I, I think find we're close those so trades. We're not even on you.
2: Yeah, I, I find those trades harder to pull off in, in the leagues that I've been in and in my league so far. The, when you start getting more than like a two-for-two, two, it, it's people stop getting too creative. They, they have a hard time, I think, accepting it. I, I find that the ones that get rejected the fastest are when I'm like, let me give you these five and you give me these three and we'll swap these picks and maybe yeah. I thought too hard about it. you know. Rejecting that is the smart move. The right thing
0: is trades usually can get boiled down to – 2 for 3 at most. Yeah. And if you want to get fancy and if you want to get silly, they can get so much bigger, like. And the thing is again, if you do this for smart reasons, if you do this for winning reasons, if you do this for any reason that isn't just this is stupid and fun, yeah, simplify. But then you get Andrew and I talking and it's just like, all right, if this isn't 14 for 15, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, if you want right. to switch passwords, we can do that. <laughs> Right. I just I looked it up. I'm not going to do the whole trade because it doesn't matter. If we all traded everything away. But I got Alan Robinson in that trade. That was like that was oh, yeah. how awesome that trade was. Like that I, was back before he sucked. You know what I mean? Well, wow. I, was,
0: I yeah. hold on. Is it? Is it still here? Yep. I have there you money. go <laughs> Alan Robinson's nine jersey. There you go. So, yep. Like I love me some Alan Robinson. R.I.P. Yep. <laughs> right. Probably have to I mean, away from me in that deal,
1: because I think I gave you a lot of uh, vets and I got a bunch of picks from you. I think. Yep. That's exactly what it was. And I, the 23 first is still having to be picked, but it is an early one. I think it's like one of the earlier, I don't know if you kept it, but because again, like it, that was six months ago. So odds are slim that it's still on your roster. Yeah, it's probably gone. <laughs> still, It was like at the time it was like an, an early first ish. And it, it, you know, I think it panned out for all of us Like because trades just in general, it was a fun talk. Yeah, that was the whole point. Really- I got value out of it anyway.
0: I love taking those future first. Go ahead.
1: Yep. Like I said before,
0: (laughs) tag day. So stuff happens. Or stuff didn't happen. A little bit of both. Um, All right. So I'm going to read down everything, and then we'll choose about what to talk about. Having nothing to do with tags and actually happening earlier this week, Derek Carr signed a four-year contract with the Saints which, it's really funny, it was the first thing that came out and he was the Saints wanting to talk to him before he was released and then he signed with them. Usually that's not so simple. Gino gets three years in Seattle. I'm going to leave this one to the end because I'm going to scream about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens give the non-exclusive franchise tag to Lamar. I, I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones gets paid, doesn't quite get the 45 plus a year he wanted, but 40 a year ain't bad. And since Daniel Jones got signed, Saquon got the tag. So did Tony Pollard and Evan Engram. I didn't write them down, but those happened. Okay, so I'm gonna hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back from the mic a little bit. Calvin Ridley's back!
1: Woo! (laughs) Your man's.
0: Calvin Ridley's back. I, I'm far too lazy to take my webcam off of the top of my monitor, but my signed Ridley jersey is right over there. Uh, I am so, like, mm, now I just I need that picture. I don't care if it's Photoshopped. I need him in that Jaguars. <sighs> I'm getting a little seamy thinking about it. Like, I'm ready. Ready for Calvin Ridley to catch balls from Trevor Lawrence.
1: <sighs>
0: okay, but... Good job, Russ. Let me let me compose myself, and then we'll go back. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about Derek Carr for a second. Derek Carr, like I said before, like usually that first team where it's like this team is showing interest, it's usually that smokescreen thing where the the mm-hmm. their PR is trying to like, drum up some action to get other people interested. But no, the Saints wanted to talk to him. They talked to him, and they they signed him. So, Josh, what are your feelings on Carr to the Saints? Is this good for Carr's
2: value? First of all. And upgrade for Chris Olave? I, I think it's definitely an upgrade for Chris Olave. I'm, I'm happy for Olave. Um, I, I do think it'll be a good thing for Derek Carr overall. I think, you know, you, was it nine years and with the Raiders, nine years with that organization? I think sometimes the, the change of scenery is just what a, a player needs. And I think for, for Carr, he's the kind of guy who will go someplace uh, like New Orleans and I think really uh, want to show – Vegas, that maybe they shouldn't have sent him home early, right? I mean, he, he was sort of dismissed a little bit. um I don't know, unceremoniously, right, for what he meant to that organization. Was a very so political so, word, you just. I <laughs> so that. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he wants to go out there and uh, and and take some. Well, I was gonna say take some kneecaps, but that's my guy in Detroit. I can say take kneecaps. Um, so, so didn't he like want to eat kneecaps or something? Right, right. I eat kneecaps. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it's great overall. I, I love it for Olave. I mean, I think you know they, when you're relying on Andy Dalton and and Jameis Winston and to still get the production that you got out of Olave and to still for him to be able to still uh, show what he's capable of. Um, I, I think you know Car is an upgrade. There's no, there's no question. Thoughts, Andy.
1: I'll say that I mean Carr and, and Dalton are both very similar quarterbacks in my mind. In terms of dynasty, Carr is definitely better than Dalton and, and has more value. I think this new contract, follow the money, you know, follow my actions, not what they say, but what they do. Uh I think again the weird part, like you mentioned too, was that smoke screen ended up not being smoke screen. It was true fire, which is kind of rare these days. Um so again, it was I don't know, it was kind of like, Oh, oh, okay. Like it wasn't like it was a you know breaking news as like you know changing the landscape of everything. I feel like his value, Derek Carr's value anyway, is about the same with Las Vegas as it is with New Orleans. Uh, I do think it helps New Orleans' offensive weapons because again, from a fantasy standpoint, I think he's better than Dalton if he's not a you know close enough. Mm-hmm. The thing that now obviously the question I have is what what does Las Vegas do? What, what quarterback are they going to go get because they don't have one? And Jarrett Stidham's a free agent. Like I don't know if that's even the guy they want. I mean, it, there's just Devonta Adams is sitting there, like in that you know that that GIF or that you know image of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where he's just From sitting your, there in the living room. room and there's like nobody left, yeah. like because honestly, like you got the shell of Darren Waller, and that's about it. Yeah, Josh right. Jacobs got the franchise tag, right? So he he'll, he'll be there, but like their their long term prospects are not much, right? I mean, like they don't have a lot of like long lead. Hunter Renfro, maybe I guess, could be like a long term answer there, but like Devonte Adams is is an infinity. You know, he's going to die at some point. I hate to say it negatively. He's going to fall Seriously, off that cliff. Hard. Okay, maybe he'll retire first. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, it, it, but you it can't get be what he
2: had in mind when he went to Vegas. Yeah. At a very, exactly. at the very yeah. Final, yeah, this yeah. can't sure. be what he was thinking how this was going to go when he went
0: there. I mean, Vegas does have the seventh pick, which, with four quarterbacks possibly being taken in the top ten, I feel like seven isn't the worst possible place to be. Though so no, there are
1: no, and that could change their whole offense, right? I mean, like if they go out and get like Will Levis falls to them at seven or something, right? Or somebody makes a trade and they get a bunch of picks out of it. I just feel like they're they're not one piece away, right? Like the right, Vegas yeah. just needs a lot of stuff. And so I think if you're looking at a, a Vegas rebuild, it's it, you I would think you got to trade back, accumulate picks, you know, get a late first this year and a first next year, and just see what you can do, pick kick the can, kind of a thing. So I just feel like for for fantasy, you've got Jacobs and Adams in Las Vegas now without car. And with the question marks there, do you see like Aaron Rodgers going to Vegas as much as that would drive narrative and all the talking heads would love it? I just don't see that happening. I just don't see Rodgers doing that. I don't see a quarterback on the free agent market choosing them because they're just so far away. See, that's probably why I I, I thought Stidham was going to hang around. Um, I do too, actually.
0: I think he comes back. And yeah, the only thing other too. one I could think of is like unfortunately like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Garoppolo of things, because like, of McDaniels. Yeah, and like bridge guys like it's just someone that is good enough to keep you going and maybe you'll pull another (laughs) top 10 pick but you won't look horribly ugly doing it (laughs) because you still kind of want fans to show up and not just you know do bad things and not go to your game um (sighs) but i
2: rogers to the jets i want rogers to the jets i do too yeah. yeah
0: I, I just it
2: almost seems like it's inevitable at this point does Hackett goes back there yep. they you know they made the play in Denver by bringing Hackett in that that failed spectacularly Whew. but now he goes to the Jets and here's the opening right and, oh, and I you. I really think that part of the reason that the that the Saints wasn't just a smoke screen with Carr was that I, I think that Carr was felt like maybe he was getting strung along a little bit by the Jets who wanted to wait for Rodgers to see what he was going to do and Carr said you know what New Orleans isn't a bad place to be for the next couple of years. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and go to New Orleans and not let you use me this way, you know. And and so yeah. it feels inevitable. Rogers is going there, and then it's uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, well, it, it, he crawled yeah, out of his yeah. dark room and saw his shadow. I think so. That's we got six more weeks before he decides probably what he's going to do. But I, you know, I could I'm
0: be. Possible, for, sure. I'm ready for for. Elijah Moore to come back and be a thing oh, because they'll same. have a quarterback that's willing to throw to a slot. Yeah. And then just him and Garrett, oh, him and Garrett Wilson. I get that I'm Rogers on. isn't all that he used to be anymore, but whew. um, real quick, before we move on, are we giving a 24 first for Derek Carr? Let's pretend it's not now. Let's pretend it's August because right now you always just say, well, you know, he's older. We don't necessarily know where he is. I'm not in a rush to put a someone like Derek Carr on my team. Do you feel like Derek Carr is going to be worth a 24 first by the time the season rolls around? Because right now, I just don't feel like he's worth a first.
2: I don't think I would give a 24 first for him, even by the time the season rolls around. I'm mean, assuming we're talking super flex, and, and you know, certainly oh, yeah. no, there's no way. Um, I, I don't like the team enough. I think takar is going to be okay. He'll be there. I, I don't, I'm not worried that he's going to age out or anything too soon, but I don't know that I like the team around him enough to feel, I don't know what's going on with Kamara. You know, they've got, you've got Olave and then what? Michael Thomas is on his way out. Kamara is on his way out. Um, like, likely, I don't know if he's on his way out, but at least looking at a potential suspension. So I, I don't think I would give up a first because I am I'm pretty low of the trade away in my future first. Anyway, I try, I like to hang on them. I like trade other pieces around them. Um, but I like to hang on to those first until I'm using them to try to, to really put the top on a deal that might put me over the top on a team, right? If I'm going to trade it first, I want it to be for somebody who I feel like is going to, to, to be the last piece I need. And I don't think car would ever be that uh, on, a, on one of those teams.
1: Well, I'll I'll do a little counterpoint, I guess, in a sense. I agree with everything you're saying, and I would probably not do the trade myself, but – the thought that comes into my brain is like, well, maybe you are. You have two quarterbacks and your third QB slot is a little iffy, or like one of your quarterbacks is like Tua or Kyler, like mm-hmm. one of those guys that's like great dynasty value, but maybe not a points this year. And so you're trading that 24 first, hoping to go all in. The other logic then is if you are only that one piece away, you're probably looking at a late 24 first. I don't know if I mind mm-hmm. doing the 111 or what I think is going to be the 112 because I'm going to win. I mean, I don't mind doing that. If you're more than that one piece away, heck no. Uh, right. Like if, if, if you've got Joe Burrow and your second quarterback is Jared Stidham, don't send a first for car like that. Right. Does, your team bill is not set up for that. So, I mean, it, it is kind of team dependent in my mind, but I think in a general, in a vacuum, like if you're asking me in a Twitter poll, yes. it's, it's 24 first. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty easy answer right now
2: yeah and if for no other reason the car's unlikely to be that guy that puts you over the top so so no matter what your situation he's just not that player really that that you think is going to put well unless
1: unless something changes between now and august right like let's say they trade for deandre hopkins or they they you know some Mm -hmm. crazy thing happens in the draft and they get bijan robinson like there's a whole bunch of things that can still happen i'm also looking at it like we don't quite know what that offense is really going to look like with him at the helm but come I don't know October. If you you know you have an injury to a quarterback, I might send a twenty four first to Derek Carr once I see what they've got going on, and he's yeah. the you know QB sixteen or something like. I might be okay with that, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want to. But again, if it's <laughs> if I'm one piece away, I, I might. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've made weirder trades, yeah,
2: no doubt, yeah. And, and it's you know I'm only I think in my second year, third going to maybe third year of a super flex league. Our first two dynasty leagues were not super flex, so we're we're I'm, I'm new into this area. And one of the things that I've learned for sure is that. I mean, the quarterbacks will carry an otherwise middle tier super flex team. If you've got, I had Mahomes and Hurts on on mine this year, and otherwise Ooh. my team was bad. But those guys took me to like, I, I know, I think I finished in third place on that one. But everybody, my next Point best player, to third place. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I was happy. Don't get me wrong, but it was like I really, when I look back at the team and sort of self evaluate afterwards, I think this team only got there because of these two quarterbacks. And that's the beauty of a super flex league. So Carr, he could be a guy like that. I don't have a third, right? If I, one of those guys goes down, I'm in a little bit of trouble. So if I'm, a, if I'm a team that's that's in contention and I've got a couple of big quarterbacks like that and I might want Carr as an insurance policy because you're right, come October, he might look you know a little bit better. I still know if I'm trading a first for him, but when I get into the season and I feel like I might need him just to have him in my pocket in case something happens to one of my big guys... Um, you know, that's a time when I'm, I'm more likely to, to let somebody price some picks away from me for him.
0: Okay, so we have Herms in the chat saying, but what about Hall of Famer Rashid Shahid? And we have a listener question about Rashid Shahid, and that we can't let that go untalked about right yeah. now. Like, that's just when in the world have two people talked about Rashid Shahid? At the same time? <laughs> Rashid Shahid, see not even... <laughs> oh. Okay, so... Jeff Jacobs at Alpha Male JMJ. How do you think Rashid Shahid is going to be used? What is he going to do slash be used with Derek Carr as the QB in the Saints this season? He made some plays towards the end of the season, and I'm hoping he could build on that for the upcoming season. Reminds me of the Darnell Mooney path to relevance. I actually kind of sort of agree with this. I really actually liked what we saw from Shaheed at the end of the year. He was Getting a lot of play while they didn't care anymore. Uh, like, <laughs> I think that's the really big difference between like Darnell Mooney was the only guy in town, and you need to be a little more than just that to do well. Like, it wasn't like Evan Ingram's rookie year where you saw what he did, it's like, Yeah, if you looked at his drop rate and you looked at his per game, per play, and all of that stuff, you're like, okay, if there was like one other dude that could physically catch a ball on the field, this wouldn't have really happened. (laughs) And and, and Mooney did better than that. You saw Mooney playing. You saw him do really well. And then they didn't add anyone. And he did pretty well that next year. And and then he got hurt. And then Fields was not really Fields because they wouldn't let him be Fields. (laughs) I do think... Shahid, I think, worked himself into the offense. I think he is – I think there's a chance he walks in as their second guy. Like, I I think there's a chance that they they can let Michael Thomas walk. They could not put first, second round draft capital into a wide receiver. And he could be a dependable guy for them. I don't know if I'm going full on Darnell Mooney. I don't know if I'm ever going to call – I can't say ever. I don't know if going into the season I'm going to call him more than a wide receiver three at best. But if you're playing in 12 teams and you're starting 10, 11 mm-hmm. players, he could absolutely be a bi week injury fill-in with maybe a little bit more upside than that. But like this isn't like they just got Jalen Hurts or something. Like they got Derek Carr. You, you it's an upgrade from Andy Dalton, but it's not great. <laughs> you know, I'm about I'm to not- ask a very weird question. Do either of you have strong feelings about Rashid Shaheed?
1: <laughs> Well, I'll answer first and just say that my only strong feeling is no. I don't have a strong feeling. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think all I know is that my gut says maybe. <laughs> right, right. Ask again later. Um, right. I think ultimately it, it kind of comes down to whatever the the Saints end up doing in the draft. Like I kind of said before, I think there is a path to relevance, but I'm worried that Shahid is going to be one of more like one of those gadget players that catches fire and gets a bunch of attention because no one's ever seen him. But once you put him on film, everybody knows how to lock him down, and he's just nothing again sure. in fantasy. So I'm a little worried that he's not the real mm-hmm. deal. And I'm not trying to say that that's like Mooney, but it kind of reminds me of Mooney in that regard, where like he was relevant and then irrelevant pretty quickly thereafter. So I don't. I mean, I, I try not to acquire those receivers, like go and like actively pursue them. I don't mind them being thrown in in deals. Like if you've got a deal that you feel like is pretty close, and you're like, hey, throw in Rahe- Rashid Shahid, and we'll do it. You know, I don't mind doing things like that if you've got the roster spots, but I mean, what are you really hoping to get out of Shahid anyway? I mean, even if this offense is banging with Carr, Shahid is the third or fourth option on a middling to low end offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it just doesn't excite me much.
2: Yeah, I think I'd rather talk about Rashid Wallace um, than no. Shahid. But I, no, I, I, I think you're exactly right, and I think that he's uh he could he could be a really a good player in the right role. But from a fantasy perspective, I'm not sure that, I, like you say, I'm not chasing him. He was right. mostly a waiver wire pickup this past year, and that's probably still where his value resides. Even though he he flashed a little bit, there's guys like that that come and go every year. That because of situation, they get an opportunity. There's injuries, whatever might happen. They're sort of unheralded uh, rookies or or young players. They flash a little bit, and then you don't you don't hear from them again. So I I I, I think you're right there.
0: Okay, I think we can move on from Geno. I feel like we all saw that coming. Um, Calvin Ridley's reinstated. I mean, I I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm doing the best I possibly can to not walk in and say that he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. He's not going to be a top 10 wide receiver, but he's totally going to be a top 10 wide receiver. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I walked into the Kelvin Ridley fan club here. Is that what happened? I, I walked well, right into the, like, this guy anyway. Yeah. It's,
0: no, it's like it, I am the entire fan club. Me and, and our buddy recovered. Ridley Truther.
1: Ridley Truther, yeah.
0: Um, who, of course, we're great friends. You know, weird. Um, so it's really funny. I, of course, have him on a whole teams. Even my rebuilding teams, I've been holding on to him because, if anything, I knew his value would go up when he came back. Mm-hmm. What a... What does an offer for Calvin Ridley look like to you? What is something that if you had Ridley on your team and you're like, you know what? No, I just, I, I'm rebuilding. I held on to this because I knew the value would spike when he's got reinstated. When we see that sexy picture of him in the Jaguars jersey and him running practice, catching a ball from Trevor Lawrence, where Trevor Lawrence is like, was like barely just like using his left hand or something, but it still gets everyone so excited like I don't think that's realistic even though he should be worth two to three firsts but I guess like if someone throws like this year the 2023 205 at you is that enough for you to pry away Calvin Ridley from your team
2: I don't think so not for me and I and I here's why I think that He's probably, if I'm still holding him at this point, he's probably worth more to me right now than he is to whoever's trying to make a play for him because I've already held him through the times when he wasn't playing, right? So the time I and I tried to trade for him during the last year and a half or two years because I thought his value will never be lower than it is while he's sitting out, you know, on the suspension. And I couldn't pry him away from people, um, you know, who were holding on to him. And I assume now that value is even going to be higher. These guys that were holding on to him this whole time, it's going to be hard to get them. And if I was holding them, I don't think a 2.5, I don't think the 2.5 would do it for me.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same page. I guess it depends on, again, if if 2.05 is on the clock and there's someone I really want, I might consider it. Yeah. But that's that's Mm -hmm. such a caveat and answer. It doesn't really help. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sending that trade right now. Like that, you know, I'm not accepting that trade right now. I kind of want to know more info. If it was the 112 or 201, maybe, right? If it's something like that. I guess going back to your other question there, Russ, would you take a 24 first for Calvin Ridley right now? Uh,
0: trade addicts, nine. I have two starting players total. I have, I have T. Higgins and I think Mac Jones at quarterback, and that's really about it. And I have Calvin Ridley. I would take the one. I would take the 24 first. I would take the one-twelve, yep. just because like he's, I mean, he's going to be 29 before the yeah. end of this coming season. Yep. Yeah. Even if he does come back and he not to say comes in as the wide receiver, top five wide receiver, he sort of left. Well, not that actual season because he didn't do much before he left, but the season before he was up there in the wide receiver ranks, like even if he magically scores as that, He's 29, Yeah, he just came off of not playing. His value is not going to spike that high again. That if I took the 112 and all of a sudden he's worth, like, the 106 next year, like, I'm not going to cry about that. Like, I think I would be very, very happy getting the 112 for him. Uh, Frank, in our chat, uh, who's listening, says, I traded him for the 202 and was happy with that. Yeah. I, I, like, I would be too. Yeah, yeah. I'd take that. I mean, I I – it would be one of those bittersweet things where it's just like, okay, I feel okay about this, but I'd cry whenever I saw Ridley on someone Mm -hmm. else. Like I'll draft someone and I'll hate that player because this pick should have been Calvin Ridley on my team. But it's like, that's, that's right. I think I don't, yeah, I don't,
2: I don't dislike the two Oh two. I think the, you know, for me, the reason I wouldn't, I think give it up for the two Oh five or around, you know, whatever you asked before is that I think that you will see a little value bump at some point when he gets on the field, there's some excitement. And I think that's the window I want to try to sell him because I think that's where I can squeeze probably the most value out of a 29-year-old receiver yeah. who hasn't played in a couple of years. So if he if he flashes, I'm, you know, I'm trying to trade him at that point.
1: For, for just my only opinion on that would be this might be his peak also. And by that, mm-hmm. I mean, he might be peaking now and he's still 28 in a lot of places, right? And then he'll dip down again and kind of go quiet and then peak again. I'm not sure he gets much higher than this right now. Yeah, Which is kind of where fair. it's like this yeah, might be the time move to move him. And to bring up a Wall Street trick, it's like, well, Calvin Ridley is about equivalent on DTC to the two oh seven. So the two oh five would be the value play. And again, if your team is built for rebuilding, take the pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: See, that's when I would probably counter with Calvin Ridley and my 24 second for a 24 first. Like do something mm-hmm. just to right. make me Pop feel like that value a little better even though I'm sending away, you know, a little yeah. bit extra. Okay, I want. Okay, this doesn't have any real dynasty impact, but the Ravens putting the non-exclusive, to be fair, um, (laughs) the Ravens putting non-exclusive tag on Lamar, I think, is such a baller move on their part because they're like, "Look, you you know what you're worth to yourself, and we respect that. Let's show you what you're worth to the league." Let's see those sign and sheets—the sign, you know, sheets that they get sent to you. You're not gonna like them. And what we what we counter with, you're still not gonna like it. But yeah. we're gonna give you the best you're gonna get, of course, unless someone goes insane and pulls a Browns or a Vikings and gives him a fully guaranteed. Like I can't imagine. I Lamar Jackson's really, really good. He really, really mm-hmm. is. That dude misses three games a year. Like, how do you? Like, as a business person, how do you give that fully guaranteed? And I am purely on the player side, like ninety nine percent of the time. Like, they should get every single penny whenever they can for what they put their bodies through. But you know, that's rough. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so, like, to me, he's going to end up back in in Baltimore for at least this year. And like, does anything change for Lamar's value whatsoever through all of
1: this yet? Actually, you know what, Andrew, you go first. I'll jump in, I guess. Sure. So I, I think all of this just makes me feel uneasy about Lamar in general. I feel like the, the team has seen this coming. Uh, they couldn't get a deal done. Lamar clearly didn't want to be there. The last two games of the season, uh, he didn't even travel with the team to Cincinnati. I mean, like, just I, I feel like that's that's a divisional game and a playoff game, and it was he was just fine to stay home. I I I don't know why the Ravens would want a guy like that on their team. Uh, obviously, in my, I say obviously, but in my opinion, I guess, is a better way to state this. In my opinion, the non-exclusive tag means we don't want him on the team, but we want to get something for him. And I don't blame them for wanting to do that. I think that's the smart move. That's the shrewd move. I don't think you're going to get a sign-and-trade kind of thing here. It's going to have to be a little bit of, like, put your cards on the table. Um, I know that, and Frank, I this in the chat, too. I know there's been some talk, like, the league colluding, I just think part of it is still part of that poker playing where the league's like, well, we're not going to show you. We don't need to show you our cards. We're not going to do that. Right. Much like we're talking about Dynasty in in March and not having to worry about lineups. NFL teams have similar concerns. They've got the draft still to come. I think there's a lot of teams that are looking at this like there are four good quarterbacks in this draft. And there's eight teams that need a quarterback. They're all thinking, well, maybe I'm Mm -hmm. one of those four that gets a quarterback. So we'll just wait and see. There's no rush. There's no need. So I don't blame them for not really being excited right now. And I know there's a lot of people even on Twitter that are like, I don't understand this. I'm like, it's a business. It makes total sense. Why would you go and be crazy about this and like show them all your cards? And then, you know, now you're stuck with Lamar, which sounds terrible. He's a terrific player, but he's, I mean, again, it's just there's some off the field stuff that I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I just wish that he was more, I don't know, into the Ravens because it seems like the best fit for him, to be honest. Like, I just wish that that teamwork between the team and the player uh, was stronger and that it wasn't something that needed to be shipped out and farmed out and caused all this yeah. drama. That's, I guess, where I land on this.
2: Yeah, it, it was uh, – I had an opportunity to get out on the, the one share Lamar I had this year, and I, I I took it because this just seemed like a breakup that was going to be in slow motion for the next year and a half, and I didn't really want to deal with it. I don't know if he even signs the tag. I mean, he right. I, I think he's shown a willingness that he might sit – um, maybe he signs it, maybe he doesn't. I, there's no reason for another team to to broadcast their interest in him yet. I think you're entirely right about that. I, I do think it's there's something to be said on a day when Daniel Jones signs for $40 million a year and Lamar can't get a team to call him back. There's something going on there. And I think part of it is these owners, they're really upset with Haslam and the Browns. They don't like this contract that he gave Watson. They don't want to be the next one that, that sort of cements this, right? The, the first one kind of sets that precedent, and now if another team gives another guy a fully guaranteed contract, that's the expectation forever going forward, and that changes the model completely for a lot of these owners and the finances of their teams. So I think that they're going to I – I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is some collusion, but I don't think it's necessarily aimed at Lamar as much as it's aimed at Haslam and the Browns, who they were all mad at for that Watson contract in the first place.
0: Yeah, truth, and we have the trade 11, trade addicts eleven, which I just tried to say all three words at the same time. Um, Lamar actually, and this doesn't really sound drastic, but he fell to the one hundred and nine. Like Jefferson and Chase went before Lamar did, and of course, one league, you know, one draft. But like, I'm sitting there at one ten, like, oh my god, someone else take Lamar, someone else take Lamar. I don't <laughs> want to have to take Lamar. And yeah. thanks, thank you, Addison Hayes, who took. Lamar right before me, but also screw you, Addison Hayes, for taking <laughs> T. Higgins one pick before me.
1: <sighs> mm.
2: That's always a tough spot to be in, The please somebody take that guy so I don't have to is a very that's a that's an uneasy feeling when you're sitting in a draft.
1: It's even worse than an auction. I'm just saying it that way. When you're like, Oh, go, please somebody go higher. I don't want to bid. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god, right?
2: Reset it,
0: reset it, reset it, reset it.
1: <laughs> Praise and force. Yeah.
0: All right. So the Giants stuff again, I don't think we really need to say anything about because they both stayed where they're going to I guess the only question about this is is, are you worried about Saquon
2: holding
1: out no
2: I'm not I I don't think so I'm not I think I think he he had his his time out with his injuries and he's he wants to be on the field and ball he doesn't he's not gonna sit he's not gonna do a left bell or uh you know he he wants to get out there and play yeah, I I mean I I hope so. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, real quick before we do move on, Corey just jumped in a little late to the convo, but would you take the one hundred and eight and Ridley for Godwin? I want the one hundred and eight and Ridley. I'm su- assuming Superflex. I want the one hundred and eight and Ridley.
1: I do too. Yeah, I, 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 I feel love feel Godwin
0: like, too, but I love Godwin. i with you. Yep. Once once Richardson like blew up the combine, I think there's a very good chance that you get Bijan and then the four quarterbacks drafted. In which case. At the 108, you you still might be getting one of the, like, the me, the top three are um, JSN, Addison, and Gibbs. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the last one of those three. Right. And that, that's huge.
2: That feels like a free first-round pick to me. Ridley Ridley and Godwin, they're not exactly the same, but they're close enough where, where I'm thinking, yeah, I'll take Ridley in the 108 because, you know, if I can get out of Ridley, you know – 80% of what I might get out of, out of Godwin that one eight is going to, going to provide more value for the, my overall team. This guy likes Ridley. I like him. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's right down your wheelhouse. Here, baby.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. So that
0: is as much of the news we're going to talk about at least, because I don't care to talk about Tony Pollard and Evan Engram. Good for you, man. Um, so now which would you like to do, Josh, do you want to do trade addicts trades or listener questions first?
2: Uh, let's talk some trades. Let's do trades
0: excellent trade at its leagues are 12 team super flex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage for all leagues except TA1 cuz I still haven't done anything about it um you should i should i do I mean it it's two yeah. votes you're good i say it every week and honestly i think we have like four or five at least but that's besides the point um mm-hmm. the first trade we have i love Love, love, love the rollover because then all of these picks of for two years out start getting thrown around. A 25 first and second for Christian, w- not just Christian Watson, Watson and the 401. Boom, 401. I love that that. Everything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go first on this because I don't know why, because I, I keep looking at the next trade and it makes my blood boil. So I need to start talking now to get some <laughs> of it out. Um I think I would trade this for Christian Watson I like the idea of Christian Watson and 25 is so far away that I think there's a chance I would do it I okay I am saying I think I would do it if it was sent to me if my team was good I would do it okay no I I am putting my foot down and I'm saying that (laughs) if my team is good I love having Christian Watson at the bottom of my wide receiver room because there were clearly some times last season he looked like a dude like he looked yeah. like the guy and of course he's losing rogers and maybe jordan love or whoever is going to be throwing balls in green bay is probably going to lean on a guy who can be the dude so or robert Tunyon because his name is Tunyon and he's awesome um so yeah like i think if i have a competing team and someone throws christian watson at my 25 first and second I'm going to take it, hopefully win, and then if I need 25 first, I'll trade for someone who's going to be earlier than mine.
1: Well, yeah, I'll I, piggyback. I, I'll, go I'll ahead. Just real quick, Josh, I'll piggyback because I'm in this league. I saw this trade come through, and I was like, yeah, I'd pay that for Watson because, again, in a trade addicts league, you're ne- you're never really sitting still. And yeah. I think the way that these two teams are built, the team getting the picks is just in a perpetual rebuild, it feels like. And the other team is like, yeah, I'll take Watson. You know, like it, it's a pretty even trade value wise. I feel like, but yeah. I, I'd rather have the player. Yeah, I'm with you.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I, I'll make it three for three. I think I would take Watson there. And I, you know, I don't like to necessarily trade my future first, but I'm mostly looking at like the next years first. When I'm talking two years out, I have plenty of time to recoup those picks. Yep. Between now, if I could get a good player like edicts. that, <laughs> if I, <laughs> probably yeah, by the name, I would guess that's yep. probably true. Um so if I can get a guy like Watson and I can and I still have a couple years to recoup those picks, a lot happens between now and that 25 first that could change my team, could change you know who I'm willing to trade and, and what I'm willing to take for him. So um Watson seems like a good solid piece to to add to that receiver.
0: Do we have to Russ? Pull up your chairs, slide forwards, okay. or you know, wait, hold on. Circle time. Everybody on the rug. Crisscross applesauce. Let's go. So I am clearly in Trade Addicts 1, and I have the 103. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I have the 103. You do. And I, I get sent an offer of a 24 first from a team who is, I think they're rebuilding. Either the team is bad or rebuilding, regardless. So if you're that kind of person, you could say this is going to be an early 24 first. It was a 24 first, 24 second for the one Oh three. And he has sent me this 24 first before saying, well, it's going to be early and there's good quarterbacks next year. And I'm like, it's way too soon to tell me what this pick is going to be landing at, because I'm telling you right now, if I saw you deal my first in a trade like this, I'm going to show whoever you gave that to what's what for betting on me being bad next year.
2: (laughs) And (laughs)
0: So, and just still, and plus time is money, baby. Like I get it. The 24 class is also supposed to have very good top end talent, especially quarterbacks, but that's a year sitting and waiting a year. So I, he DMs me after he sends the offer. He DMs me saying offer sent. I reply miles away, like really far away. And he's just like, no, cool. Thanks for the response. That was the end of it. And then like an hour later, we get an email. A 24 first and second, a 25 first, Isaiah Likely and Chig Okonkwo for the 101. I went right back and I DM that dude and I'm like, good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> he, It's like, it's it's funny. And he just replies, he's like, yeah, you said you were far away. I figured I'd shoot my shot and it worked. And I'm just like, no, that's, that's what you do.
1: That's exactly mm-hmm. how you do it. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: I, I got well, nothing. I...
1: I'll jump in then. Cause I saw, again, I saw this one come through and I, I, I don't know how fast, but it was real fast that my hand hit my forehead. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I could have offered a similar, like I yeah. thought there was no way I was going to get the one-on-one for two first, even if they're early first, like Bijan is generational. He's a first round startup pick. And like, I, yeah. And I know he even put it in the chat and discord. It was like, Hey, I'm taking offers for the one-on-one. I didn't even bother. I'm like, I really don't have the draft capital, which I know is what he's looking for. Had I known this was the the value he was looking for, I might have tried a little harder because I was like, I don't have any 23 picks. I've got 24s and fives. And that's all it took in my mind. I mean, again, not hating on it. There is a value to everything. It's just more like, God, I wish I would have sent that. So yeah. it's not to say it's a bad trade. It's just more like that that guy got a good deal and I should have done it. So I'm upset with myself more than anything. I mean, you say
0: that, it's super easily the 101 for me
1: yeah yeah super easily i would gladly have the one-on-one in this i'm just yeah. saying like that that amount of picks as as much as it sounds like well i'm getting two firsts and a second and then two potential tight ends and a tight end premium like i like the lot nope give me the one-on-one every yeah. time
2: yep yeah because again they're future firsts and that one one is is Bijan. i mean I, it's just it's a hard one to yeah i i agree with you 100 percent. i'm one one all the way on that i think um and then the one point seven five tight end premium probably makes those guys a little bit more exciting, but the likely no. uh, Quanco doesn't really move the ball for me or the needle for me very much on that trade. It's really about the picks, and I'm get I'm getting the one one without having to give up a twenty three first, which yeah. means I'm not only well, getting Bijan, yeah, but I'm okay. keeping my twenty three if I assuming I have it. You know, I'm keeping my 20 picks.
1: The, the team that's getting Bijan is pretty stacked. So that's the other thing that hurts yeah, is that, like, of all the him. teams, yeah, like this this guy's – he was the one that had, like, four picks in the first five last year or something, wasn't it? And he took, like, yeah. all receivers. And so he's just, like, I don't know. He's he's crushing it right now. I got to be honest. Like, I, I can't – I cannot win a trade with him. And I feel like everybody's on the same page, and that's why his team is so good. So congrats. Not yeah. calling out names, but that's a that's a terrific trade. And now I'm worried about you winning again this year or getting close this year. He didn't win, but he got close. And which is why late. I'm very
0: happy. I am also in a rebuild in that league. So let him win for two <laughs> years. <in the> <laughs> <other>. <laughs>
1: yeah, let him burn himself out while you get ready.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's it's a good lesson though. Something I learned in, in early on in Dynasty, which is don't ever assume that that guy is untouchable or that pick is untouchable. Like shoot your shot was exactly the way to put it. Kudos to him. Cause I mean, yep, you got, if you don't try, you don't know. Right. I'm sure he was a surprise to see it get accepted, but well, you gotta take a shot.
0: As much as I can say, I stuck it to J Mike, which I can never <laughs> say because he's going to win trade at six for the next six years. Yeah. Um, in the, before the last season started, I was trying to get my first back so I could rebuild, and he's like, look, man, your first is going to be early. I, I can't give that to you, and I'm like, okay. Okay. You think it's going to be early? I hmm? think it's going to be early? <laughs> I got it to the 106. I felt pretty good about that. I like it, right? It, 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 you know, duct tape and bubble wrap and, you know, super glue put that team together, so, like... The fact that I even made it to the one oh six was a miracle, but it, it made me feel a little better like uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you take so that championship, but like I put my fingernail scratches in that in that in the trophy <laughs> <Yeah>. take that
1: <sighs> okay, love it.
0: you know what I you know what I need? you know what I need? I need a reset. you know what I need. And it's sponsored by the Sleeper app That's better Thank you, Zach, for that I needed that Alright, we have Moving on to Trade Addicts 5 The Trade Addicts Trade of the Week Brought to you by Sleeper Okay I love this trade uh, And I made this trade This is one of mine And the reason I love this trade Has zero to do with the trade itself, the zero to do with the players I got, the players I gave away. I go on, you know, pretty much anyone who asks me to go on their podcast, I say yes. Um, But like, I talk to, you know, Peter Howard, like every single week. And he always asks like my strategy, how I do all this trading stuff and everything. And like, I feel like I never have a right answer. I never have a good answer. He's like, I don't know. I just do it a lot. And I guess I learn as I go, but I don't, Mm -hmm. because I don't know how to say, I, I don't really know how to vocalize how, Like, what goes through my brain? I'm like, oh, I like that trade. I'll take it. I don't like that trade. I won't take it. And then I get an offer from Marvin and TA5. And the original offer was Jalen Hurts for Tua, the 103, and his 24 first that he was trying to get back. And my brain lit up. Okay, I get it. He's giving me the best player in this deal, which means I should be overpaying, and this isn't an overpay. But he's trying to get his first back. That means he wants to rebuild. But me taking on Hertz, losing the 103 and the 24 first kneecaps my rebuild. Mm-hmm. So he should be paying a tax on this, not me. And I'm like wow, I'm thinking about this a lot. This is not just, I like this, except I don't like this, reject. Okay, maybe Peter's on to something, and I kind of know what I'm talking about. Like, it was, like, it. I literally stopped myself mid-thought and started laughing, because it was like, okay, yeah, I do think a lot. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's so it was so funny, and, like, I kept forgetting about this offer, because I kept putting it off, and I'm like, I can't think, I, can't, I don't have the time for this right now. I can't put this much thought into it. I can't. And he, every few days... Bless you, Marvin. He's like, hey, man, that deal? And I'm like, oh, uh, crap, sorry. No, okay, yeah. And so finally I'm like, no, we are going to sit. We're going to talk about this now. I apologize for what I'm about to type out. Just bear with me for a second. And I typed out everything I just said. He's like, yeah, no, everything you said is exactly right. And I'm like, okay, sweet. We're on the same page. Let's, let's simple. like you said, let's simplify this. Let's step it back for a minute. And the trade ended up turning into Jalen Hurts for Tua. The 206, and he got his 24 first and second back. I felt good about this. I felt good about this value-wise. I felt good about being able to give him his 24 first back. I still have a lot of picks for this year. So while I don't think I will be competing this year, I still have a first for next year. Like, I have enough in my head that I can turn this into a competing team if I really want it. Okay. Before the season starts, I'm turning to a competing team because I'm gonna get bored and staring at it. I'm gonna need to do something. Like it really like it's it all like and see, like you said before, like how, do you like just going through the system? Do you like actually talking about it? This trade would not have gotten done if we were just sending offers back and forth in MFL. Mm-hmm. I needed to do that brain dump for him to be like. No, you're actually right about all of that. And I kind of agree with what you're saying, that we were able to put this together because I'm like, man, I can't give you your first and the 103 together. Like, that just, like, I'm screwed if I do that. And, of course, chances are I'm going to trade, I would have traded away one of those before the draft even got here. But, like, looking at my team now and what I could do with what I would have left, can't. Just can't. Just can't. So like, and I, there's no way to convey that even in just the comments section of, of the trade, like that needed to be talked about in a place where we could just freely type hit enter and quickly reply. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask Josh, how you feel about Jalen Hurts for Tua, the 206, a 24 first and second. And again, I feel like it's very important to consistently point out he's getting his 24 picks back, enabling his rebuild.
2: Yeah. Yeah it sounds like a good trade for both teams in that, in that respect, I love Jalen hurts. Mm-hmm. And so I am very happy if I could get Jalen hurts and I don't have to give up a 23 first rounder to do it as part of this deal. So you keep your one three, you're giving him back his own pick, which I like, but to me, this comes down to, you have a chance to get Jalen hurts. Who's probably one of the top two going into the next year. He's still going to be in that top two, you know, two to three level of quarterbacks going in on a super flex. And so, you're adding a guy who's going to carry you, who's going to help carry a team as you rebuild around him. And um, I've been on Jalen Hurts since he since he came out, and and part of it was it, there were questions with his, uh, you know, as he came out, can he make all the throws, all that stuff. But yeah. everything you heard about that kid when he was coming through college and when he came out was what a leader he was, what a what a force in the locker room he was, how dedicated he was to working at it and to be, you know, getting better, and that has been done nothing but show to be true in the in the couple years that he's been the starter of Philly and um, you know I don't know how much better he can get but I don't think he's quite reached his ceiling yet so I I love any deal that gets you Jalen Hurts. Uh,
1: Okay so I'll (laughs) jump in with my opinion I I agree with what you said Josh but I think that's a fair value for Hurts and I don't mind getting Tua. Tua is definitely riskier Mm -hmm. than Hurts obviously that's why the picks are on that side. But like you, you, adding that context helps a lot too, Russ. Cause if I'm making yeah. this trade, I'm getting to a who is still a young quarterback, could have a rough 2023 20, with the head injuries and all this. We're not really sure yet. Right. But then I'm getting my 24 first back. Like you said, it mm-hmm. kind of locks you into just, all right, I'm going all in on 24. It kind of makes sense. Like you said, for both sides, I think it's a fair value for both sides. I think you're, you're getting the best you can. I just like the picks and the flexibility that that provides. So I, I guess I lean that way just to be like, all right, well, now I've got some other you know, assets I can throw into other trades and make other things I want to have happen. So again, it, it it's tough to say in a vacuum because yeah, having Jalen hurts on your team definitely makes a difference. And if you want points this year, I want hurts. Mm-hmm. If you don't want points this year, I don't want hurts. Yeah. So I, I totally get the logic. Yeah. yeah, And
0: I need to point out that I am a huge to a fan. Um, before this trade, my roster ships, my most owned quarterbacks All right, most own quarterbacks was still probably Geno Smith because I literally had him in every league when uh, like two years ago when Russell Wilson was still the starter, and he like got hurt but like still played the next game. I'm like, all right, he's going to reaggravate this, and I blew all of my free agent budget on Geno in every single every single league. (laughs) Worked out very not very a common occurrence, but hey, I'll take it. Um, I, I love Tua, Kirk Cousins, and Tua. I have the same amount of rostership between the two of them, and they're like two of my most owned players. I, I love me Tua, but maybe Hertz might be catching up now at this point. Like, I do, mm. I again going before this current season, like, I was buying him everywhere because he was going to get replaced because they have all this draft capital coming up, and I was just he's not going to get replaced. Do you then remember that though? There was
1: such a like, legitimate discourse about is Hurts the guy last year this time. Yeah. And now it's not even a question. Like that's crazy. Oh, yes, yeah. they, they lost. They did not win the Super Bowl, and oh. they have two firsts. They come have on. the yeah. capital to move up and draft a quarterback. All right, Mr. Sarcasm. But still, like it's just funny to think like how far things have come. Because and I not in the negative. It's almost always the negative that becomes the truth. Right? The cliff happens and they fall off. Hurts ascended the cliff, and yeah, that's crazy. That you don't see that.
2: No, that, and I think that's a testament to to that character that that was talked about so much when he was coming out. This guy handles you know, getting benched for Tua in the national championship game. Where after he takes a, a Blue Blood program, you know, to the national title game, he gets benched, he transfers to another Blue Blood program, takes them to a national title game, you know, doesn't get drafted in the top, you know, first round. He's what, a third round pick, I think, when, when Philly takes him. And so he's got to work for it. Second round. So he goes to it and he goes to a team that's got a quarterback. I mean, he's going to have to work for it. And the guy has never been... But he's never backed down from that. At any stop he's been at, he just seems like he's always overcome whatever they put in front of him. And I, I, I love that for a quarterback. I, I think that makes him, you know, he's a good quarterback for that team too, for that town and that and that yeah. uh, organization. He just, it's a great fit. I mean, it hurts and Philly is just a really nice fit. I agree, and that is why I took the trade because
0: when it came down to it, I got what I felt was a fair offer. For a top three quarterback. Yeah. And I just, at that point, regardless of my team's position, worst comes to worst, I can still get a ton for trading away Jalen Hurts. But I don't, I won't want to. (laughs) It's going to be really hard for me to trade. So I'm probably just going to push this team into competing. I do have the 101, by the way, which I earned. So I still have
2: the 101, 103, and the 109, I think it is. Not bad.
1: No, yeah, that helps. nice quick
2: rebuild to, to add with Jalen Hurts there. And I think Andrew's right, the, the context of that that you provided, because I, I do think that it, I'm taking Jalen Hurts in that side because I like him better as the player, but I look at that trade, and I think that if it could easily make sense for both teams, depending on where they are yeah, and, and how yeah, they're trying to do Absolutely that's what makes rebuild, it a really like, good trade. You, know? you call this
0: like a quick rebuild. This is probably like year two and a half of it, just because I – make stupid trades because I get bored and it's fun to just right. keep pushing to next year.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what
0: I do too. <laughs> I mean that's also the benefit of being in 20 something leagues. Like yep. I literally accidentally <laughs> broke it down to 50-50 in my leagues, like percent. Not I'm not in 100 leagues. Um like you know someone asked, you know, how many leagues are you in? How many did you make the playoffs and how many are you rebuilding? And I'm like, oh it's 10 and 9. I there was one team and it was trade addict six there. I only made it to, I missed, I was this freaking seven seed. That one team, if that made the playoffs, I would have split it. 10 playoffs, 10 rebuilds, and I would have been mm-hmm. set. Stupid J Mike, I love you too much to be angry at you. (laughs) But that is our trade of the week brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all your leagues in one place. Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. Our last trade for the week is the 102 202 and a 24-second for Kyler Murray.
2: What are your feelings on Kyler Murray, Josh? I want the picks. <laughs> there you go. Everything uh, everything I just said about Jalen Hurts, I kind of feel the opposite about Kyler Murray. And it's not that I don't like him, it, that I think he's a you know bad person or I anything. I don't, I, I, I've never been as high on him, I think, as, as a lot of people were. Even the NFL, when he was going to be the number one overall pick, I, I just didn't think that he was the best the best choice. I, he's just one of those players. I think I have a blind spot for, and I, and I just, I have an opportunity to get the one, two, you know, two top 12 or top 14. If you're in 12 team or picks there, plus an additional second, you know, for a guy who's just blown his knee out and depending on where I am, maybe in my build, I I think I want the picks. I I think I'm taking the picks there.
1: Yeah. I'm on the same side. I think the picks are the value here. I like Kyler Murray. I'm maybe not as down on him as you are, Josh, but, I mean, again, just the flexibility that those picks give you. Mm-hmm. We're not quite even into full draft, you know, fever at this point. Um, when that 102 is on the clock, I wouldn't be shocked if we start seeing 102 straight up for Kyler Murray when it's on the clock, right? Like, yeah. I could totally see that happening when Stroud has a, a team name beside him, you know, and is not a free agent or, mm-hmm. or hell, even Richardson or, if somebody takes Richardson at one and Bijan's there at two, you're telling me you'd rather have Bijan or Kyler. I mean, everybody I think would take Bijan. So there's just a whole bunch of chaos that still has to come down the pipe. And I think that if you're giving me the 102 in addition to two other seconds, which are like two other dark throws, mm-hmm. that's a no brainer. That's an overpay for Kyler Murray, which I don't mind doing if you're a Kyler fan um, or if you're just out on this draft class or just not a fan of rookie picks and don't want to have the stress. I don't blame you, but I, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would much, much rather send Kyler for the picks than get the the quarterback with the broken knee at this point.
0: All right. And as always, I love giving my smallest sample size possible perspective. In the trade addicts 11 draft that's going on right now, the 101 got, because we have the rookie picks in the draft, uh, the 101 went at the 11th pick. Kyler went at the 202 as the 14th pick and the 102 went at the 19th pick. So they're all pretty close yeah. to each other. And I got to be honest, like I agree with this. I think Kyler is worth more than the 102. Uh I also agree with everything Josh said. <laughs> um <laughs> like but I just think his play is worth it. Like when it comes down to it, Kyler might be better than Lamar. Like he's a better thrower than Lamar is. He is in a well, I mean, I guess we don't know what either of those offenses are really going to look like because they finally moved on from Roman in yeah. Baltimore, and who I, did they hire offensive coordinator in Arizona? I'm not even sure yet because I know they hired the, oh, they the, did. the defensive coordinator from the Eagles as their coach. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what their offense is going to look like, plus not to mention the fact that Kyler is going to miss most of the season. But I, I do still believe that if I'm a rebuilding team – and, like, if I just right now decide to rebuild, I still have my 24 first, and I won't claim credit for this. Kane Fussell came up with this one. Trade for Kyler, get Kyler, get the 101 next year, then all of a sudden you have Kyler and Caleb Williams as your two quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and that's a that's sitting pretty, pretty dang. Okay, you know, like, you're, you're sitting pretty with that as your quarterback room, and, and I completely agree with that. And, again, like, the whole point of... Trade Addicts Trades is really to give value in a bit of a vacuum. But, like, when it's my trade, screw you guys. It's my trade I want to talk about. (laughs) And this, again, was mine. And I got the picks. And this trade worked out perfectly because I have a competing team. It's pretty good. Like, I I think I got fourth place. And I have – who do I have? Like, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and – someone else at quarterback um, and then I have Kyler Murray like so I, I made it to where I was without Kyler uh, oh, Garoppolo Daniel Jones Gino Smith Carson Wentz all right so now I have Gino and Daniel Jones oh well um, <laughs> but like I felt fine enough going into the season with that and I totally plan
2: on trading with a one or two probably as opposed to drafting with it but still like that was going to be my question for you: Is do you think if Bijan went first, who who do you do you think that who you get at one two is is of equal value to Kyler going forward? Like a year from now, will that player and Kyler have the same value? But it sounds like maybe you're just gonna flip that pick.
0: Um, yeah, I, there's a good chance they might. Um, I think if Kyler comes back by the end of like honestly, I think the only thing Kyler can do bad. The only thing that would be bad for Kyler's value, I needed to find the right way to word that sentence, because that's (laughs) starting just awfully. Um, If he comes back and just looks trash, like not even rusty, not even, you know, still rehabbing, but like just looks bad in an offense. Like, because as someone who likes the player, I will be able to make every single excuse possible. He hasn't played. He's coming off his injury. It's a brand new team, brand new offense. But it'll hurt his value, even if it's only for the rest of that season and through most mm-hmm. of the next non-point scoring season. Like, oh, he's going to get a full off season to of the new offense with the new wide receivers that they're going to get. And then it'll bump back up a little bit. Like, if that is the course of action that happens, there's a good chance whoever the 102 is, whether it's Stroud, Young, Anthony Richardson, there's a good chance that their value is equal at worst, if not the one of whoever's drafted the 102 is better. But I have more faith in Kyler than that. And we've seen him play hurt and it just, he still does really well. He just, you know, he doesn't get as many points mostly because he doesn't rush as much, but he has a good arm. He's accurate and he can throw the ball far. Mm -hmm. So I have enough faith of him as in a quarterback, but that being said, I'm me and I can't have too many quarterbacks on the team, even though it's smart to have that. So I traded him away and I got picks for it. That's really all it was. And this was to Peter who, again, agrees that he should be worth a little bit more than the one oh two and will be good for the build of his team. Who isn't a rebuild.
1: I actually, I did have a question on this. Did you send this? Like, how did this trade start? Like, was Literally, it really I
0: sent? he accepted.
1: So no, no conversation, no back and forth. Like you sent this and he was like, that'll work. And, yep. I mean, that's the best way to trade right there. Right. Just send, yeah. what is a fair offer? I, again, yeah. I would, I, I'm thinking if that's how this went, maybe I start sending offers in my Kyler leagues and just be like, Hey, maybe somebody out there is willing. Cause I think it's a fair offer. Yeah. I just feel like I, I'd rather have the picks. You know what I mean? I think that's, well, I, you know. Well, I
2: think it's, it's a good, good like, window probably to to do yeah. that right now because of this injury and because, you know, people might be looking to move off of them. So I, <laughs> I you know, as I, as I learn more about Superflex, I, I learned if I'm going to trade away a quarterback, how am I going to replace that quarterback on my roster? And so I'm looking at it like, am I going to use that one, two, to replace Kyler. And if that's the, the plan, then a year from now, I might be feeling like I've got a better player because he's going to be a little bit younger. If he, if he, if he shows up, if he becomes, you know, a real NFL quarterback, whoever it is, whether it's Richardson or, or young or Stroud um, then maybe I'm a little bit better off than I was with Kyler. And I got a couple extra picks to, to play with and, and provide that flexibility. So I, I mean, I, you know, one of those trades, again, a trade that maybe makes sense for both teams um in a player who is probably in a window right now where there is some action going to be surrounding that player because that uncertainty that injury I think creates that market sometimes where where people are now okay this guy might have been untouchable but now I'm going to take a shot at him well and because, it's a long so, injury you know, it's not like he's yeah, right, it's not like he, right. he
1: hurt his hamstring and he's out a week you know what exactly. I mean we're looking at yeah. potential you know September October return to practice yeah I would
0: not have been able to sit there on my competing team with Kyler sitting there I would yeah. not have been able to handle it. He would have been off my team at some point. So I just might as well do it now. Right. And whoever,
2: think. and, and uh, you know, the, the person who got him, I assume can withstand that right there. It's like you yep. said, it kind of fits their bill. So yeah, again, it's the like a, a trade that a trade that works for, for everybody. It's a good trade. Okay. So, oh, real quick,
0: Eric just jumped in on the chat and he is the guy who traded away the one one just got caught up. Heard y'all absolutely roast me for the one one trade. Tried moving it for a month, got zero offers. Yep when I announced that I had an offer and was taking other offers before deciding. So he pretty much just took what he can get, which well, the unfortunate truth is every league is its own market. And while well, mm-hmm. we feel like the
1: 101 should be worth so much more, if he
0: can't get more, that's what it's worth. Well,
1: and that's what did right. I say too, though? I said, I wish I would have offered that's on me. That's my yeah. bad. I'm upset mm-hmm. with myself. I'm not upset with you, Eric. You did the best you could with what you had. It's just, we should have offered more. We failed you, right? Like that's right. where it comes down to. I, I can't blame you for that.
0: Yeah, I, I wish I was in a place where I wanted to offer for the 101 because if I did offer the one one, it would have just been to flip it. And clearly if he was having trouble flipping
2: it, I'm glad I didn't well, do something stupid yeah, like
1: that. That's a great point too, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. and you're right. Every league is its own market. That's super yeah. important. That's knowing your league mates and understanding, you know, who who you can make a trade with when and how. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not roasting anybody for trading away the 1-1. I just would rather have the 1-1 in that trade. That's all. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's move on to listener questions. We actually have a bunch of them. So at Geronimo Rambles, where would you draft Richardson in Superflex? What is useful info from the combine? Oh, and also I asked people what their favorite snack food is and whether it is their favorite topping on a burger. And he said his favorite snack food is coffee. (laughs) I guess I don't hate that. I love me some coffee. (laughs) Burger toppings, jalapenos of all types. And someone later says banana pepper. So we got a lot of spicy burger people. I love it. Um, So Richardson in a Superflex, like, I have spent the past month, like ever since the season ended before the season ended, like it has always felt like the top three was going to be B. John Stroud and young. And I still feel like that's probably the case. Assuming the draft doesn't tell us something different. And after that, I assumed it was those three, you know, non quarterbacks, JSN, Addison Gibbs, and whatever order you felt like, I think Richardson might jump them now. Mm -hmm. And, It's absolutely double counting because we knew he was athletic. That is not at all a surprise, which is why I don't think there is any useful information from the combine. (laughs) Like most of these guys just show us what we know. And, but I should say, since we can't really make any educated decisions because all we could do now is wait until the draft and, have the team show us what they think of what they saw right I do still think that boosted Richardson's value I think he's the 104 and it kind of makes me a little happy because I traded for a bunch of 104s and fives hoping to get either Addison or JSN and the ones I got the 104 in that value boosted by becoming a quarterback so I'm I'm loving that Do, Do either of you I guess Josh go first have any feelings about
2: Richardson and where he might be drafted I, well, I think you're right. I think he moved up the. I think he moved up the board. I think that there was a time, you know, a month or two ago, where I was hoping I might get a shot at him, even in the in the you know end of a first or early second of a rookie draft. And that's those days are long gone. That's just that ain't happening anymore. Um, I I might even be willing to go as high as the one two for him, assuming Bijan went one one. If I was picking one two, I might even take him there. And 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 I, it's a it's a dice roll for sure. I recognize, I think Stroud is, I I think I might prefer Stroud. Um, I think he's maybe the safer player, but a guy like Richardson, if he hits, I mean, I I like that risk. I like taking those gambles with those, with those picks. And you know that if a guy like that hits with that athleticism, which again, we all knew, you knew he was going to be athletic, but if he figures out that completion percentage, he's got the potential to be, you know, a, a, team-changing kind of draft pick for you, I think. So I, I'd be willing to go as high as maybe even the one, two. I, I like him. Well, my
1: thoughts are going to start with I, – I hopefully are not – I'm not going to trigger you too much in this, rest, but I've got two words for you. Malik Willis. Yeah. Anybody remember Malik Willis last year this time? Was yeah. supposed to be the number one quarterback and a very slam dunk pick and everybody – all the talk, all the hubbub, everything coming out of the combine even. Everybody was talking about Malik Willis is going to be high draft. And I know a couple people, Russ, I think you might have been one of them, uh, had a draft before the NFL draft and took Willis really high. I I saw it happening all over the place, 102, 103, 104, somewhere in there. Uh, I think I took him at the 110 or 111, right, went after the NFL draft. Because, again, it's it's still a quarterback in super flex. And I know last year's class is not this year's class. I'm not trying to say that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that sometimes the guy that gets hyped – it doesn't quite follow yeah. through. And I think sometimes that double counting really burns some people. And I think that's that's what I'm worried about with Richardson. Not at all apples to oranges. I get all that. I get all that. Not saying he is Malik Willis. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that we all expected Richardson to do this. And then when he does it, we all kind of get our panties in a bunch and go, oh, my God, he did that thing we thought he would do, rank him higher. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do We right. already did that, though. I thought, I thought that's why he was in the first round of, of rookie drafts, because he was going to be a top 10 quarterback but we still thought that his talent was raw and he might need to kind of wait a little while or he did to fit in the right system and all that. That is all still true. None of that information has changed. Yep. Literally, we have no new data points other than he did the thing he said he, we thought he would do. Um, he could still go to a team where he doesn't get to start and he could still go in the third round. We, I mean, mm-hmm. again, the NFL draft is crazy. Um, the one thing I will say to this, though, is none of that matters in your league either. Uh, value is all a perception. Value mm-hmm. doesn't exist. It's all about right. how you perceive the value. So if somebody out there is willing to double count Richardson and move him to the 102 and think that's where he's worth in a Debbie League or something, if you've got him, I'm fine to get off of him for that. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's his ceiling. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to go 101, right? Like it, but again, it, it's all about perceived value. It's all about what you think the other guy thinks of the player, right? This is all made up. Uh, what we're doing here is essentially playing a game within a game within a game. Like
2: mm-hmm. we're,
1: we're going far down the rabbit hole here. So I don't know. I mean, I, I do, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Sure. I, am I taking him at one hundred two, one hundred three in a draft right now? Luckily you don't have to make that decision. I, I just don't, I don't have any of the, I, I've specifically right. stated to other people, uh, Hey, we're starting a draft. Do you want to get in? I'm like, when's your rookie draft? I don't do it before the NFL draft. I just don't yep. I don't have that kind of talent eye. I don't have that scouting eye. It's just not my thing.
2: Yeah. I, and we don't we don't either. I guess my so I, I my caveat I guess would be that I I'm taking them at one two assuming I like what I see with the rest of the data cuz that's to me the draft is where I get the most information. Yeah.
1: Um and it's yep. not even
2: so much landing spot as much as uh, draft capital is to me as important landing it, it spot change, right? It, yeah, yeah, totally. But but um to the draft capital is so much more important to me only because that's where teams speak. They, they, they yep. lie about everything else. Right. But they're going to speak through their, their draft picks. They're going to speak through the guys they sign and cut and trade for. And, and they can't that they can't lie about that. Right. So if a team takes them high enough and they see it, then that might bump them up for me. But I agree with you hundred percent. I don't like drafting before the, the NFL draft, because I don't have that scouting eye either. And that I like to see what the NFL thinks of them, which also is kind of part two of that question <clears> that Useful info from the Combine, to me, really height and weight because you you get a true measurement that you never get from the schools when you're looking at, you know, all fall through the NCAA season. Like, I want to know what size they really are. I got to wait for the Combine. And that's really the the most, to me, the most useful information that probably comes out because it's a true measurement, you hope. I'll
1: piggyback on that and just say that the bad news is all that's useful from the Combine. The good news is basically stuff we already knew. Uh, bad news, slow speeds, uh, people that don't run, or give bad interview answers, which we've seen a couple this week too, right? Where it's just like, why would you say that? Like what? So there's some of that stuff between the ears that just causes question marks, right? Mm-hmm. And even to kind of go back to Richardson, but just kind of you know, in general, there are four main things I look for in a draft prospect. It's film. It's analytics. There's draft capital and landing spot. We only mm-hmm. have two of the four, and we've only had those two for months. Draft capital and landing spot, scheme, whatever you want to call it, those two things make just as much of an importance on yeah. me as as what they're going to do for fantasy as the film and, and metrics and all those other kind of debates we see on Twitter right now. Until I know draft capital and landing spot, none of that really matters. You know what I mean? Like, he could be the most talented quarterback ever, but if he goes to Miami and plays behind Tua, I don't want him for fantasy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it just doesn't right. matter. So yep. I feel like that's kind of where you need to have all four of those line up correctly. And we don't have two of the major pieces. So as much as you want to say like nothing is useful from the combine, that's kind of, I mean, again, it's kind of true. Um, I look at it more like, well, what metrics changed? None of the film probably changed. His, mm-hmm. his, he's running in shorts. So his film's not changing, but his metrics, like you said it well, like the height and weight, that is a good one. Cause we've seen that happen too, where somebody comes into the combine and like, Oh, he's going to measure short. And then he does. And you're like, well, we knew that was going to happen, but now it's confirmed. That metric right. is now in the books. So that is true. I like that.
0: Slow 40s for receiving backs. I, I've, yep. That's the yeah. one thing I have –
2: because that's actually – That translates. Into draft capital.
0: Like that's the yeah. one
2: thing we see, like Kyron Williams fall and all that stuff. Oh, so and I smaller backs. backs. I think slow 40s for smaller backs too, receiving backs or backs yeah. that are a little bit undersized. They That undersized back, I think, needs to have a more – closer to elite speed. To, to last or to get a good, solid roll.
0: So I pulled up my draft that we do before, the NFL draft. Malik Willis went
2: 102.
0: Yep. Someone took – the 101 took Brees Hall, which was actually the very smart move. The mm-hmm. only real – there's three big differences. The first one is I got James Cook at the 306.
1: There you
0: go. Because landing probably helped a lot on that. Sorry, 307. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Matt Corral went 111. Sam Howell went one twelve.
1: Yep. Draft capital hurt those. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like the, the, yeah. the, the metrics didn't change. The tape didn't change. The combine right. didn't change. It was draft capital. See, That's why Like
0: it's it's fun to have one league. Yeah. That. I don't want it to run. It's fun to have it in one league. Alright, the next question we have is at BrianHarrFF. Hey, homeboy. Favorite snack food? Pepperoni and pepper jack cheese with sweet and spicy mustard. It sounds delicious. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> want that now. Favorite <laughs> burger toppings? Normally, uh, cheese and ketchup. Heinz, of course, course. guys, but occasionally barbecue sauce, chipotle mayo, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and blue cheese. You had me until blue cheese. I just can't get behind blue cheese. But
2: I'm I just love hungry rest. now. I'm just hungry. So yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And he just wants us
0: to talk about Saquon and Brian, I love you. And you know, I love Saquon, but we don't got time for that right now.
1: Well, I just wanted to say one thing. I didn't mention it earlier because I knew Brian's question was on here. The whole Saquon thing. I don't think he's holding out. We talked about that, but the fact that they had to wait until the last minute, kind of makes me a little nervous that not that this team doesn't know what they're doing. It's not quite that dramatic. It's just more like we we knew this was going to happen. It ended up happening. So I don't want to double count it, but it's like, I'm nervous that they don't think Saquon is their guy and that maybe they'll be drafting someone, even though they're tagging him. There's some potential that they could draft someone and then trade him. So like, there's still some question marks with Saquon, Saquon, but I, this might be a dip in a sense. If somebody's thinking, if they're freaking out, like I'm saying, this might be your chance to buy Saquon. And I know Brian likes hearing that because he's a Saquon fan. So I just yeah. wanted to put that in there, too, for you, Brian. See, I just think it, it was a books thing. Like, they needed to know if they had to
0: tag Daniel Jones or not. Mm-hmm. I think that was more of the bigger thing. Like, they need to know how to place their money. And Daniel Jones took them to the wire. And then they're like, all right, go back to the olden days. Put the, put the paper in the fax machine, dial the number, and put your finger mm-hmm. over the send button. And if I give you the sign, you hit send. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like it was. I'm hoping it was more something like that.
1: I'm just saying there's a there's a 10% chance my brain kind of goes, eh.
0: but other than that, I'm still on Zig one. All right. We move from Pittsburgh fan to Pittsburgh fan. Of At course. Dynasty Beach Boy, what wide receivers are you buying the most in the non point scoring season? Favorite snack food, pulled pork nachos. Favorite burger topping, pot. For favorite burger toppings, everything with bacon. I knew I liked Kenny. He's a smart guy. (laughs) Uh, What wide receivers are you buying the most? I'm still stuck on Devonta Smith. Like I (sighs) want him everywhere. And if it's not him at this point, I've been trying to get DK in a lot of places because I think I'm higher on him than a lot of people. And after that, it's just, I want JSN everywhere. I want Jackson Smith and Jigba on all my teams.
2: Uh, Josh, do you have any uh, wide receivers you're uh, aiming for right now? Uh, you mentioned one of them. DK is one, is one that I've been trying to find a way to to pry away in a couple of leagues. And the other one um, is Jahan Dotson. I, I like to, I like to take a, a shot sometimes at guys, second year receivers, particularly who, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't blow up, but they, they showed that they've, they're going to have a decent floor. And sometimes those guys, you, you get, uh, you know, team owners who get a little bit impatient with them and you can, you can maybe get some value there. So I, I've got a couple of feelers out for Jahan Dotson. He's really the only one I've, I've tried to to trade for anywhere. And, and DK would be the next one.
1: I'll, uh, I'll level up on that answer and kind of say that the injured receivers, second-year receivers mm-hmm. from last year, Burks and Jamison Williams, I think are still kind of undervalued in some places. I know that there are a lot of teams where, you know, they, they took Burks expecting him to be equivalent to A.J. Brown because of the NFL trade, and he just wasn't. And I doubt that if they've held him this whole time and haven't traded him or traded for him or anything, then the price is going to be the same. That sunk cost fallacy. But if you're in a league where it's active and players get moved around a lot, you might still be able to get Burks or Williams for a Like You might be able to get him for a mid-second or something. And I think those guys are both still ultimately talented and can be easily worth more than where they're going in the, you know, 16 to 24 kind of range in wide receiver. I think they both have top 12 wide receiver, you know, pedigree mm-hmm. to them they just have question marks at other things so I mean again their quarterback positions both in Detroit and Tennessee are both kind of bleak right now but we've seen how that can change quickly and free agency is still to come so I think this might be the low point for Burks and Williams so those are the guys I'm trying to get right now yeah. and I I James
2: is
0: Tennessee has the new GM who also first thing he did was put Derek Henry on the block so like that might just Either is, again, a smokescreen for something, or they're changing their philosophy. In which case, all Berks all day, baby.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm
0: in for it. All right. We move. On. Oh, yeah. By the way, um, I'm sure Brian loved your J- Dachshund call because he is a Penn State guy.
2: Dang, is, all right.
0: Which is why he loves uh, Saquon so much. Um, oh, at OMG, it's Jay Brew. What pick ranges have you been trying to get into or trade out of due to tiers values? I feel like I've answered that a lot because it was always to go in to get JSN Addison and, or Gibbs, depending on the team. What that is right now seems to be changing, but that's still my answer. I'm going to trade into that four five six area. And if I get lucky and a quarterback pushes his way up and I get extra value, yay, I get to trade back a pick and get a little extra and still get the wide receiver I like. Um, do either of you guys have like a tier you want to jump in on?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go in here quickly and say the same thing, but plus one pick. And by that, I mean, if you like a tier break at six, go for seven, because there's always crazy stuff that happens in the draft that puts somebody up higher. Anybody remember Clyde Edward right? Like it happens every year in the draft where something crazy happens and we see a player land, James Cook, in a great landing spot, and it just shows up and that tier becomes one player bigger. I would gladly have the last player of a tier than the first. So, yeah, there is a chance that that is still the first player of the next tier. That's not the end of the world because you can always, if that ends up happening and you're on the clock, you know, two days after the NFL draft, you're like, dang, it didn't happen. Then fine, I'll trade my 107 and a 24 second to get to the 105, right? I mean, like, Mm -hmm. you can still get back up in that tier and I don't think you have to overpay for it. So that's what I'm targeting is that one, whatever the tier is plus one pick, I give me that pick now because in a week or two weeks or a month or whatever, like that pick could be worth a lot more. We just saw with Anthony Richardson.
2: So it, it, I think you're exactly right. I think it will be worth a lot more. I think at yeah. least in the leagues that I play in, we, we've entered the period now where it's harder to pry those picks away. Once you hit the combine, and and now once the draft hits, it's almost impossible. You know, once For those sure. landing spots are known and and the draft capital. But prior to that, though, when that window was a little bit wider open, I was I was aiming top five if I could get a top five, and I. You know, I think I pulled a, I've got the one, 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 two, one, five, and one, seven and one. So I was trying to get in that range. A couple of them, I, you know, they were all picks made before I knew where people were going to land, but so I didn't have to do a lot of moving around, um, you know, once the season was over, but that's where I would be angling for because I think it's a, it's a deep rookie class, but it's a really top heavy elite talent, rookie class. I think you've got a few guys at the top who are, who are maybe just ahead above
1: Everybody well, that else. was actually going to be my answer to the other question is where am I trying to trade out of? I'm trying to package seconds for a first, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to trade 202 and 204 for 107, right? Like mm-hmm. do something like that now, because when it gets on the clock, that might be harder to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you start sure. if you start pumping the idea that there are 30 good players in this draft and we see all these, everybody right now, and they're running in their underwear and all this, everybody's got these stats and all these names are being thrown around. ADP hasn't really settled yet, right? So mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of variance Now is the time to trade your seconds to consolidate up into that first. So that's kind of where I'm trading out of, but ask me in a week, it might be the exact opposite because the value is Right. right? That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. And favorite snack food, peanut butter filled
0: pretzels. So solid Good call. Yeah. Burger Mm -hmm. toppings, bacon, egg, onion ring, and barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. I will say breakfast burgers are my absolute go-to. So give me bacon or pork roll. Or Taylor Ham, whatever you weirdos call it. Um, (laughs) Egg. If you want to do onion rings, as long as there's some sort of onions on there, like they could be grilled because I'm also going to put some hash browns on there. I want some Mm. potato on there. And just like, oh, man, with like an actual like over easy egg. So you bite it. It just, oh, and of course there has to be cheese. You know, like, oh, you want to, you want to. You want to make it healthy, you could put some avocado on it because that makes it healthy. Some kale, right? <laughs> <laughs> one, one leaf of lettuce. Yeah. Salad, <laughs> you know, veggie. Okay, yeah, that's my burger. <sighs> um, next, at B. Hillman42, prob- no, he's not too late. Snack food, pepperoni, cheese, and crackers. is another one that I like, Carr, who has the great idea of just eating pepperoni and cheese. Yes, smart move. And he loves onion rings on his burgers, which is a smart move. Who is your favorite Harry Potter character and why?
1: We do not have time for that. It's been talked about. You've mentioned Harry Potter before. Go back and look at your catalog. Oh, like, Again, I don't want to take my
0: camera off and turn it around, but they're hanging on my wall. Yeah. It's Lupin and Tonks. Just put them together. They're, the, they're my face. Um at tacitassassin Assassin thirteen, hey Zach. No favorite snack food because he just eats everything. Uh, no favorite snack food, but peanut M and M's
1: are one four zero in the vending machine at work. <laughs> I took that to be like one win, four losses, and zero ties because yeah. of hockey. I did you know that know first that? too. And then yeah. I read it again. I'm like, oh no, he means it's one forty. Like yeah. he just knows where it is because it's that good. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think no, it's one
0: five four at my word. word. And yep. Assuming hockey wouldn't be a bad move. Um, Toppings, yes, again. Like, if you ask Zach a question, like, do you want to eat this or this? Yes. Like, that is – like, Zach just loves eating food, so he just – did yeah. Okay, 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 so his real question, is there a player getting combine hype that you're just not buying into? I don't think so. Like, again, I we're I, double counting <laughs> Richardson. That's really all I got right yeah, now. Because it's I, it's honestly, I haven't paid enough attention because I don't care.
2: Well, me, yeah, it, it's early for yet. me to be – I'm still trying to, to... – you know, I'm still parsing through some of the data from the combine, I think. And I'm, I'm hearing names kind of thrown out there. I guess the only – I don't really have a single player. I'm a little bit – I'm going to take some closer looks at some of the running backs based on some of the some of the weight and you know, height, some of the numbers that I saw, um, that some guys are being pumped up quite a bit. And I want to make sure that they have an elite skill that might make up for the lack of size because um, I, I do – I'm a little bit concerned at some of, the, some of the size of some of the running backs.
1: Yeah. And I'll just answer quickly. I I actually put out an article a couple weeks ago for fantasy pros where I talked about overvalued rookies. And that's kind of what this question is asking in a way is like, you know, is there someone getting hype that you feel like doesn't deserve it in a way? And I kind of just, I can't get into Will Levis. I just, I don't know what it is. Like, I just don't see what is so dominant about him. Like, I just don't, I mean, the Colts are probably going to trade up and take him one overall. And I'm just going to be like, why? I just I don't know. He, he's the only one that stands out as someone I just can't get into. I just, they're, not they're that I hate of him. The just Jets
0: taking all of the weird bad quarterback picks, so that they feel like we they, they need to do it now. It's really funny. I was about to say like there's just a, it's like a certain group of people that really like Will Levis, but I'm like, but I don't know what group that is. I feel like I need yeah. to
1: figure that out. Like I feel like he's getting hyped, but I don't know who from. I, yeah, and that's kind of where is. it gets confusing.
0: Yeah, like well, that's probably like his PR dude whispering to people. Yo, here's people <laughs> really like Will Levis.
1: Well, I think Wait, he wasn't a I tier. So people really like Will. People really like Will Levis. <laughs> he wasn't a tier with Richardson and I don't think he is anymore. So no, it's kind I, of like I think you right. Three quarterbacks and yeah. then a tier break and then Levis and then a tier break. And like anyone who's in their own tier confuses me. So I, again, I'm not saying I don't like him. It's just, I haven't been able to find what makes him so exciting. And I'm worried that he's going to be like a Malik Willis. Like he's going to be like one of those guys that you know gets hype and then falls to the third round because NFL draft players and draft scouts and all this are all like, nobody wants him. We don't have to take him right now. And we see him tumble. And it just again, I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's better than I will ever be a quarterback. It's just more like, I just don't see it. I
2: don't
0: know. -hmm. I get it. Um, There was a lot of strong rumors that Indy really liked him, but then they go go and got the offensive coordinator from Philly, which means maybe they are leaning more towards Richardson and they're what? Pick four, I think it is. So Mm -hmm. again, Got to wait to the draft. That's that's the only way we'll get an answer. So uh, his last question is a good one, and I know one he loves to ask. What is one thing, whether it's a piece of information or strategy, that gives you an advantage right now, Josh?
2: Uh, wow. So not a piece of information, but I guess a strategy. I I like to track – and this isn't anything too profound probably. I I like to track all the moves in my league, in all of my leagues, all the trades, all of the um, – Uh, rookie picks that every team makes and and all the detail and and I collect that sort of league specific data that that helps you determine windows where certain owners are more active than others in trading or in in being active in the league and maybe gives you some insight into you know patterns and tendencies of your league mates that that help you figure out when the best time is to to make an offer or to try to pull a rookie pick out of somebody or that sort of thing so I, I I go back and i I mean, every trade that's ever been made in our leagues, I just keep it in a spreadsheet and I throw it down right down to the date. Um, you know, I, I break the the calendar year down for the purposes of a dynasty football into like four different seasons. you you know, I think you guys sometimes call it the non point scoring season, but like January, right. February is your, I uh, call it self-evaluation season, but non point scoring season works too. Uh, you know, March, April, May is your draft season. So you've got, uh, you've got your, your, uh, combine and pro days leading into the NFL draft and then into your rookie drafts, you know, afterwards, the beginning of may, and then obviously get into the season. So I try to, to collect all this data on my league so that I can sort of find those patterns and tendencies and, and try to exploit those things where I can, those, those windows of value or when I have somebody's attention.
1: That's dedication, man. I love it. And,
0: and it's, Man, I almost said the phrase, Zach, I almost started the phrase, Zach is smiling down on us from <laughs> Maine, but I realized how much that sounded like he's dead,
2: and he's yeah. not,
0: but like, right now, Zach, like, smiled, and he doesn't know why. Zach literally has notebooks that he yeah. can't Yeah, oh,
2: smiley. yeah, right. Yeah, it goes and, back, and that's why I said it's not something super profound, right, because it kind of goes back, I mean, before before we, this was on the internet, we played in notebooks. That's how we, you know, back in my Eric Rhett days to date myself some more, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were playing in notebooks. You'd keep a notebook on the league. You knew the moves because that's how you had to, you yeah. had to catalog it all, you know, and then you'd grab your box scores in the USA Today and sit and figure out all the scores, right? But it's just the the new version <laughs> of that. To have it available on computer and to sort through the stats and that kind of stuff and learn, which is what I've done from, it's, it's you know, I see this, you, you call him Zach but tacit assassin. I'm like hey, I used to follow that guy all the time on Twitter. I'm you know, I'm seeing these people now, and it's like it's cool because I think that that's uh uh sort of an old school thing that gets brought into yep. you know, to, to how we play now. So
0: what about you, Andrew? What makes you so special, Andrew?
1: Well, I so many things. Um no, I I I, <laughs> I, I, I track a lot of things. <laughs> I track a lot of my own stuff, but I don't track the whole league because it's always available. I can I always go look anything. it up. Yeah, I know. Well, especially in trade addicts, that'd just be crazy. Um, I think that the thing that maybe gives me an edge, which is kind of an easy answer, if anybody's listening to this, is the fact that we're still paying attention to Dynasty in March. I think that that is always the way to yeah, do this. If you, if you never, yep. yeah, if you never turn the car off, you'd never have to turn it on, and so it's just it's always running. The brain is always going. You're always digesting information. Um, you're listening to smart people. You're you know taking in as much data points as you can. I think all of that helps, especially when it comes time for your own rookie draft. You you don't have to do a lot of research because it's just kind of like, oh, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, right. And that just makes it easier for a redraft season come August and whatever, too. So, I mean, again, it's kind of a cop out because, again, we're all ridiculous diehards on this uh, network here. So, but yeah, that's my answer. But it's, it's the real answer.
0: The fact yeah. that we're here, we're paying attention and we're active. Like, that's, that's really all it yeah. is. Like I don't think I know things that people don't. I don't think I think of things differently than a lot of people do. But I'm here doing it now when I know a lot of people aren't, and I really think that's all I got.
2: The information um, hard. I, I, in, the, in the pre in the pre internet days, you could get an advantage for information because yes. you, you could you could keep track of things that, that people weren't. But now everybody has everything.
0: It's. Just, I remember back you know. in like my earlier redraft days. This was not okay. Earlier was the wrong phrase because we're, I'm about to talk about the internet platforms we were playing on when I did. I mean, I played fantasy hockey on paper, not not football. Um, but like when we first started Redraft, it was all on Yahoo. And Yahoo's was a little like their rankings mm-hmm. and such were a little at, at times, but like CBS, like that was the place to be. And I was the only one that used CBS and everyone else used Yahoo. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got the good stuff right yep but that doesn't exist anymore that 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 no. doesn't like everyone now is so
2: smart and so good at what they do that it just yeah well that's why you turn to things like trying to track your league right because you got to find yeah. an advantage in places where you can find them now because you can't find them oh, in information or exactly. you just be like They're me and accept that you're not great and just do whatever the heck you want oh, <laughs> i actually like that approach too yeah i like that
0: the last question we have at shane p Hallum. he says underrated burger toppings banana peppers I will say I've never had them on a burger, but if you get a nice Italian hoagie and like throw some banana peppers on
2: there. Mm -hmm.
0: My chef kissed that one.
2: Uh, Banana peppers are good on everything. But now
0: I have to go get them on a burger because I just said out loud, I haven't done it. So now I have to. (laughs) So I guess that's what I'm having for lunch tomorrow. Um, What is the latest 2023 pick you'd give up for a 24 first? Say you are likely playoff team. I will say... The one – okay, so Bijan, three quarterbacks, the three guys I've mentioned 16 times, Will Levis. That ninth pick is going to be – for right now, in my head, it's Quentin Johnson. And I like – I'm a sucker for the X body type. I can't help it. He looks like the prototypical X, and I love it, so I'm going to put him there. So 110, and that is super late anyway. Like last year, it was like the 103, (laughs) like now, but like the 110 – I would see if I can get something else added on top just to see if I can, but I would send the 110 for a 24 first and probably feel okay with it.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. My answer was going to be somewhere in that late first, maybe the 112, 111 answer, but I mean, ultimately you're, you're losing a lot of value, just not having that player on your roster. If you're trying to score, I also think there is that time, you know, value, whatever you want to call it. Time is money, baby. 23 firsts are worth more than 24 firsts in general, right? So you kind of have to be able to predict where the 24 first is going to fall. And like you said before, Russ, you really can't. Um, there is a chance that you're trading the 110 for the 112 next year. That's not a, that's not a win. Um, so again, I feel like you got to have a lot more information than we can possibly have. So I'd really rather not trade any 23 first for a 24 first, uh, unless there's some reason to do so or, I'm rebuilding and I have, you know, eight 24 firsts and I'm looking for a ninth. That's worth it. Right. Like some of that stuff to have a J Mike invitational. But otherwise I'm I'm sticking in 23. And I, I always have that answer. Even last year with the class being kind of down, mm-hmm. I was still like, no, I'm not trading out to 23. I want the player. I want to see what I'm getting into. You know, I don't I don't want to wait another year and kick, keep kicking the can, which I see a lot of teams doing. That's fine. It's Just not how I want to play it. I want to see the player. I want to see the points. Mm-hmm.
2: See, so you're
1: in Africa, you
0: I like the idea of pushing it a year back because while, again, you have no idea what next year brings, it's likely it's a better. good chance. It's not going to yeah. be the one 12.
1: That's like, what I mean. That's why I said one twelve. 12. Like yeah.
0: odds, like it
1: shouldn't happen unless mm-hmm. it's
0: Jay Mike's, then it probably will. <laughs> All right. What about you, Josh?
2: No, I was at the same place. I was sort of at end of the first round, you know, somewhere in there for me. I think um, that's the kind of trade I would almost rather make when I'm on the clock. I'd like yeah. to get there, see, see what I'm looking at. And then say, okay, you know what? I don't like I don't like my options. I'm gonna to try to I'm gonna see what I can what I can score for next year, um, you know what I can get extra. Or if there's another place in the draft, you know if you find another another zone in this year's rookie draft where you think there might be some value mid second round or something, can I get a second rounder in next year's you know 24 and I'll give you my 23 uh, late first. But I think you're you're right on the players. I think you've got a solid eight or nine um, in a super flex, and after that, I'm willing to start to start thinking about trading that pick.
0: Okay. Well, that is the end of the show sheet. And we are going to end this show before we hit two hours, which we are not far from. Uh, But before we head out, Josh, thank you for coming on. It has been insanely fun. I hope you had some fun. Otherwise, it's been a
2: really terrible hour. No, man, it's been great. I appreciate it. (laughs)
0: Uh, But why don't you drop your handle one more time, your brand new, shiny new handle, and
2: uh, have everyone listening, all 18 people follow you now. Hey, all 18 people, come and find me at, at Dynasty Decode on Twitter and, and uh, you know, send me send me some stuff about your teams. I'm happy to, to weigh in. I just want to talk with folks about Dynasty stuff. So if you want to – you got questions, I, I think I put in my bio on the Twitter account that, that wants to hear about your Dynasty team.
0: Which made you know, Andrew you know, laugh right? because my pinned tweet is, I care about your fantasy football team. And you know what?
2: I saw that afterwards and I almost deleted mine because I didn't want you to think I was cribbing off of you. I didn't see it until after I had put mine am- on there, but – yeah, flattery I'm, will
0: get you everywhere with this guy, right so. uh,
2: you know i'm that guy it's like I, I could talk about my dynasty team all day but nobody wants to hear about it so maybe, <laughs> maybe dynasty decode could be that place where you could come talk about your dynasty team if you want to
0: i know we're going way too long but uh, i saw once at a poker tournament there was a guy who set up a table right outside the room and put like a sign that said two dollars i'll listen to your bad beat story i'm like really? <laughs> brilliant
2: he's, okay he's well, gonna need a lot of time for me
0: Yeah, Our stuff, our stuff, our stuff Patreon.com slash pod. You can join the conversation like a bunch of people did today Watch us as we record And watch me and Andrew groove the hell out To the Sleeper Trade of the Week theme Um, Also we have their awesome Discord chat The Cool Kids Club Um, FFPodshirts.storeenvy.com There isn't much longer of the SFB12 stuff Going to be there because Man, it's almost SFB Scott Fishbowl season because I can't say letters now Like, we're three months away from it becoming real. So get it while you can. Every single penny that comes in from FF Podcharts goes straight to Fantasy Cares. You get some awesome stuff. Kids will get some awesome stuff for the holidays. Everybody wins. And I am going to win by stop talking now because, man, hour and 53 minutes. Oh, good night, everybody. I hope you all stayed awake through this because I am not sure I did. This might be a dream at this point. Thanks, guys.
2: Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast. A member, a member of the DLS family of podcasts and a proud member, a member of the Dynasty Addict Podcast Network.
2: Please follow your hosts
1: at Dynasty Health and
2: F- at Dynasty FF Addict. Please subscribe, rate,
1: and review. We will catch you next time on the trade at a
2: Honda Poopy pan that is the best <laughs> yeah